Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. I find that it's one of those things that I've struggled with personally. Do I take the kind of knowledge I have and do I package it up into a thing that I can just say, well, you know, there's $2,000 or 1000 bucks or whatever it happens to be, 5000 10000 um, Go, it's self-paced, you teach yourself, all right? Mm-hmm. And I can sit there on the beach drinking Mai Tais and having, mm-hmm. you know, palm fronds waved at me to keep you nice and cool. <laughs> As someone goes and consumes, and as someone goes and consumes my amazing content, all right. Um, but realistic, I think the value that as as thought leaders we bring to our clients is the, not just the knowledge, but it's the interpretation of that knowledge to our clients' context, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right. It's and that's nice. where our real value as thought leaders applies. Leaders Business Lab is for you, the business owner, entrepreneur, the expert in your field who wants to be seen and heard as the influential thought leader in your industry. My name is Samantha Riley and I've been building and growing businesses for over 26 years and I've learned there are three key areas to your success, your mindset, your talents and the people you surround yourself with. Each week, I interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they have used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I am joined by my lovely co-host, Tim Hyde, for another Thursday episode. How are you, Tim? Good, good. These Thursdays just keep coming around over and over again, don't they? Usually every seven days. I know. Remarkable. Do you realise that we have done almost 70 episodes together? Well, it did pop up in my Facebook, I think, uh, in my uh, memories the other day that I think we've been going just over a year. I know. That's awesome. We've had our first anniversary. Oh, my God. We have to celebrate somehow. <laughs> I was going to say, with my flowers. <laughs> the champagne. <laughs> Well, it's great to be back here with you for another week. And today we're going to talk about taking your offline business online because I know that this is a question you had just recently. It was actually. I think it was, um, you know, I guess a lot of people who are sort of, I guess, seeing the opportunity that um, online has. We're seeing more and more um, people go online and it's sort of become, you know, a part of our, our daily life. Uh, very, very quickly. And I think even just as we were talking about our predictions for not just 2020 as a year, but the, you know, the 20s as a decade, um, it's going to become an integral, increasingly become an integral part of everything we do. And businesses that aren't taking the advantage to move online, um, I think are going to find themselves at a little bit of a disadvantage as 
you know, we have this now global competition. Mm, mm. And we've got to sort of be on the forefront of that and moving into it. Now, whether you're a coaching, consulting, sort of knowledge-based business, which is very easy to move online, we can talk about today, or whether you're a product-based business, um, you know, with a traditional bricks and mortar storefront, you know, the challenges are still going to be the same. I and mean, we all still still have to, to do that in some capacity in the next 10 years, if if not this year. Absolutely. Well, I know just in Australia how many uh, retailers we've seen just go into liquidation in the last 12 months has been huge. And I know um, Jeans West um, announced last week that they also have gone into liquidation. A lot of the big players have, and I know they are product-based businesses, but people are used to doing business online. They are already used to doing that now. And um, so whilst we're not talking about retail today and we are talking about coaching and consulting specifically, it definitely, you know, it's definitely something that you need to consider if you want to stay relevant. Absolutely. So tell me, tell me this, Alan, you run almost this hybrid online and offline business. Mm-hmm. Um, as I do as well. We both have clients all around the world. Mm-hmm. Why do you, you know, why have you done it? Why, why do you think, you know, it's a thing that you want to do in your business? The reason I like the online offline model is, uh, so the online piece specifically means that I can coach people all around the world. So that's a global market I'm tapping into, not just a local market or a national market. It means I've got more opportunities to grow. But the reason that I do run a hybrid model is because I still like to have that face-to-face interaction with clients. And I think that it builds a deeper connection with people to be in a room. You, You do, even though you can get a really, really great transformation online, it can be even deeper when you're still connecting with people face-to-face. Mm, absolutely. I think for me, very similar thing, right? The the opportunity to kind of be, you know, in the same space as people, you know, have this kind of intimacy that doesn't, you sort of lose even through a Zoom connection. But right now, you know, look, you could be in any room in the world somewhere, you know, it could be in a hotel room in Thailand like I or am. Los Angeles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you could be just about anywhere. So I think that's the sort of key advantage of not only being able to attract clients from anywhere, but, you know, having that online model does mean that you can deliver it from anywhere as well. Yeah, well, today, I mean, you can see I'm not at home in my office, so we are on the road. But this morning I've run a webinar, I've spoken with clients and we're recording this podcast. So anywhere there's an internet connection, I can still do business. Uh, And for me... Freedom means being able to work where I want, when I want, to have that flexibility of time and location. So that's why I really love this business model because that's that's something that's really high. Freedom is very high up in my values. Yeah, as it is for me. I think one of the other things there um, is really, you know, around um, the opportunities for income uh, as mm. well in an online model. Um, you know, we we have spoken Um, repeatedly about how the more you niche down the more likely you are to reach the customer that you want to reach Mm -hmm. right Um, and it doesn't mean you won't take others but it it does mean that you're more likely to connect um, with one person okay so you can break the barriers by by niching down as scary as that is sometimes thinking we're going to give up opportunity but you know having that online model means that you know we could pick um 
<laughs> one legged bookkeepers named Dave, um, who speak English, right, and grew up in a dysfunctional household, right, and we would find um, enough Daves to actually create that income. Now that's yeah, you know, that's a kind of extreme example. Oh, but, really? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, look, I think there are forty thousand acupuncturists in the United States alone. Mm. Right. So if I wanted to deal with acupuncturists um, as my niche, right? You know, there's a big market and the opportunity to kind of reach just that market on a big scale, um, you know, really gives that massive opportunity for income as well. Which in turn gives a massive opportunity for impact. That when you're able to tap into that many people, not only are you earning more money and you've got more freedom, but there's more impact as you're able to reach more people. And, you know, the people that are in our world, you know, the coaches and the experts, they have something super valuable to share. So, you know, to be able to um, share that ripple of impact to as many people as possible means that, you know, there's a lot of people learning their methodologies all around the world. Absolutely. Okay. Let's ask a question here because I'm sure many people are thinking about it. What does it actually mean in practice to take your offline business online? What are your thoughts on that? Okay, so there's three different models. There's your, just to, to break that down and sort of lay the foundation, there's a one-to-one model, which is like you and I are talking now. It's one person speaking to one person. That's If we weren't recording this, this would be a one-on-one conversation. Uh, the second model is one-to-many, which, again, I guess this is what we're doing because we actually are sending this out to the world. So we're speaking once and many people are hearing or, or being part of, of what we're doing. So uh, a one-to-many one to many is a really great business model. That one there, it could be either record once and broadcast to a bunch of people who are yes. consuming your stuff, um, or it could be live, couldn't it? Absolutely. So um, speaking, speaking gigs, um, it could be webinars, it could be online workshops, offline workshops. It just means you're speaking once and many people are hearing or experiencing your your training or or your message your and then enlightenment your vision your grand enlightenment <laughs> wow <laughs> um and then being the guru isn't it <laughs> <laughs> and then the third way i've never heard someone you and i were talking about this before we recorded i've never heard it spoken like this but we coined the phrase none to many which is where Generally, you're recording once and rather than delivering it to many people, you're recording it once and it's kind of like on autopilot uh, yeah. and it's just out there and it's, and it's doing its thing. I think a lot of people when they think about going online and there is a lot of talk, you know, look at a lot of the, lot of the coaching gurus out there, they've all got some sort of pre-recorded course, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way that you would build a curriculum for your current clients and take them through it. Um, all you're doing is pre-recording those lessons and it's it's kind of a self-paced DIY stuff. And there is a mm-hmm. massive, you know, there is a massive market in this self-paced DIY learning, mm-hmm. right? You just have to go on, you know, Linda, right, for example, mm-hmm. um, at, at LinkedIn and there's lots and lots of pre-recorded courses which you can buy on just about every subject there is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now it's the same sorts of things, right? You watch the video, you do the exercise, you hit next, you go into the next thing. Once you got through it, yeah, you get your certificate of completion, and apparently you are, you know, wiser than you were before. <laughs> <laughs> well, you Hopefully. should be. 
Okay. And that's what my, I think that's what most people think about when we think about taking your offline business online, that is you must build a pre-recorded curriculum, of course, but it doesn't have to be. It can still be one-on-one. It can still be one-on-one, one-to-many, live and or otherwise recorded. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think that, and I guess this is my prediction, that I, I feel like that, that pre-recorded um, content with nothing else to support the curriculum will phase out. Um, Ooh, and that's, that's why. That's a big call because there's lots of it. I think it'll be, okay, it's not that I, okay, let me let me rephrase that. I don't think it's going to be phased out. I think it'll be commoditized. Yeah. People won't be able to charge large prices for it anymore. So because there's no, um, there's no coaching aspect to it and like that. Um, the you know the transformational piece, which means that your course then is a commodity, not a coaching program that mm. that gives some sort of transformation. I must admit the, the conversations I've had. I'm actually doing a one to many. I do both actually. I do one to one and, and mm-hmm. one to many. I don't have a pre recorded. Well, actually, I do have a pre recorded thing, but not something I'm selling. I usually give that away as sort of some value add um, through partners and and um, and to my clients. Um, and I, I find that. It's one of those things that I've struggled with personally. Do I take the kind of knowledge I have and do I package it up into a thing that I can just say, well, you know, there's two thousand dollars or thousand bucks or whatever it happens to be, five thousand, ten thousand. Um, go, it's self-paced. You teach yourself, all right? Mm-hmm. And I can sit there on the beach drinking my ties and having, mm-hmm. you know, palm fronds waved at me to keep you nice <laughs> and cool. <laughs> <laughs> as someone goes and consumes, and as someone goes and consumes my amazing content, all right. Um, but realistic, I think the value that as as thought leaders we bring to our clients is the, not just the knowledge, but it's the interpretation of that knowledge to our clients' context, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right. Totally. And that's where our real value as thought leaders applies. So this is the piece that I want to add in here because people that are listening and have done my online product will be like, hang on a minute, Sam, but you do have an online product and it is one of my flagship products, Business Success Academy. But this is where I want to differentiate what people talk about as an online product, so a standalone course and a program where I believe it's a Almost like think it, you know, think about a bag of tricks with that being just part of it. Mm. Bag of tricks probably was a really terrible metaphor, actually. <laughs> it's oh, a component. <laughs> a component, man, I'm on fire today. <laughs> let, me, let me try, let me try and interpret it. It is a component of a larger program. <laughs> thank you, Tim. Thank you. Thank you for being my okay, I think that's word. an important thing that's going to differentiate you if you are going to move your business online and you are going to build this pre-built course that you as much as possible you inject a, a, a sense of personalization and, and customization for that customer. There's three areas that I would normally um, touch on here uh, to include in your program. The first is the content, and the content is the product. That is the pre-recorded piece. It's the training piece. That's why people come to you. The second piece is the coaching, and this is the transformation. So this could be delivered in one-to-one. It could be delivered in group group coaching calls, Q&A calls, Facebook groups. But this is the piece that gives people the transformation. And then the third piece is a community. How are people coming together? Is it, you know, is it a live workshop or a boot camp or 
is it even just the Facebook community? A lot of these things can sort of come out of one area and and be plugged into another. But really stop thinking about that product as a one standalone and think about bringing it together in some sort of hybrid program that suits you and your delivery, your personality, your genius zone, the way you want to be living your life, you know, around your business and put together those three pieces, the content, the coaching and the community to bring something together. Mm, absolutely. All right. Let's um, let's talk about the tech, right, because we can't really move on, online, <laughs> strange enough, unless we have the tech, right, to make yeah. it all happen for us. No, not going to happen. So there's three areas, and this is definitely your your zone of genius, uh, Tim, but we've got to think about there's three different pieces or parts of the tech that we need to think about. The yep. first one is how we're going to attract the attract prospects, attract clients, that's the marketing piece. Second piece is how we're going to convert them, how we're going to take their money, how are we going to be able to have them pay us. Super you say important that with such a, can I say that with such a look of glee in your <laughs> That's why we're here, <laughs> take right? Take money. <laughs> but look, it is important, okay? It is important. It's very easy to sell something for nothing. Exactly. Gosh. Um, and the third part is deliver, uh, third part's delivery, how are you going to deliver yeah. that, that coaching program? Yeah. So, now, the cool part of, about these three components is that for many of us, the first part, the attract part, we're doing anyway, okay? Mm-hmm. Our social media is incredibly important uh, in this component, um, you know, Google ads, Facebook ads as well, right? But also looking at how we leverage um, partnership relationships, okay? Sam, you and I have both supported each other's product launches before, so you can go to um, other partners and have them kind of promote your stuff as well. As long as there's some sort of reciprocal arrangement and/or okay. affiliate, you know, commission, you know, in, involved with that, it doesn't have to be massive, right? Um, it really sort of related to, um, you know, I guess the you know, the size of the program that you that you're sort of pimping. Mm. There's just one other thing that you didn't mention there, and I know you're going to kick yourself when you realise you haven't said it. Your email marketing. Your email list, <laughs> which is your thing. I was going to add that in. Okay, I'm glad um, you. Were. As much as we, as much as we kind of, you know, and there is a lot of talk. I think, I think, you know, anyone is promoting any sort of niche area of marketing will also try and always kind of go, mine's the best one. You know, those other ones aren't as good, right? There's been a lot of talk about email marketing not being as effective as it used to. That is true, but it is still one of the most effective ways of actually building and engaging with your audience and getting them interested in what you do, right? Mm. So every dollar in email marketing is about $44 in return, mm-hmm. right? So yep. it's still pretty good. Super important. <laughs> it's super important. I don't yep. think you'll find too many that are better than that if if it's done properly. Not only that, but you own your list. Yeah. Social media is uh, you're, you're on rented land. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So second part we talked about was, it was how do we collect payments. Now, if you've got... Um, you you can just do very simply PayPal link. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can go into PayPal, set up a product, you flick people a PayPal link, they buy, and away you go. All right, that's that's the nice easy way. A lot of the sort of delivery programs such as Teachable and Kajabi also have some form of payment gateway involved with those things, and some CRM systems. Um, Infusionsoft and Keep being one of those. I'm sure that Entreport does. Yeah. Entrepreneurs, yeah. Yes. So Entreport does as well, can take payments as part of they have an e-commerce component in them as part of their setup. 
Or you could use if you've got lots of products, right? You could use a product like Shopify, right, to put lots of products. Now, product can be a program, it doesn't. It's just it's like this is a description of something and this is the price of it. Someone hits buy, puts their credit card details in, and the money ends up usually end up in your bank account. All right. Now, two components to that. You do need the shopping cart component and you do need the internet merchant gateway in order for your money to put, end up in your bank account. Some banks will provide that merchant gateway as well. Um, otherwise, you can use things like authorized.net, Stripe, uh, eWay in Australia is a very good one as well. Okay, So mm-hmm. you do need those components to set set your sort of parts up, I guess. Okay, so that's Shopping it. cart up front where you configure your products, payment gateway like an eWay or, or an Authorize, and then obviously the money popping into your bank account at the end. Totally. And once we've collected payment, then we need to be able to deliver that service. So delivering that service, we can use programs or the software like you mentioned, Kajabi, Teachable, Thinkific, or we can use our own membership site or depending on what you do, maybe you don't even need a membership site if you don't have a, uh, a course, if you're just delivering in coaching, maybe Zoom is plenty enough for you, but there needs to be some sort of way for you to be able to deliver your coaching. Yeah, and that really depends on the style of program or product that you're going to deliver. And again, if it's if it's a and how many you're going to deliver. Okay, mm-hmm. um, a really simple way of delivering a, a, a predetermined course drip fed is just using your email sequence in your autoresponder and say, mm-hmm. "Here's week's one lesson." Right, and if it's got a video on it, you go, "Here's the link to my hidden video on YouTube, which you can consume for week one." He's mm. week two, he's week three, he's week four. Right? So you can do it like that. You could bring a, build a string of landing pages. Um, if you've got some landing page software with a button, the next one if they want to be self-paced. Um, as you mentioned, Sam, there's plenty of um, membership um, sort of sites. I know Entreport has one embedded in that. There's things like um, Wishlist Member, Memberium, um, you know, uh, ClickFunnels has a member uh, member area as well. Right. So it depends on, on really on what the course is, and that's where you sort of reach out to someone who really knows their stuff to kind of go, this is probably the best fit for your for you and your product. All right. Noting, of course, that all of these things have subscriptions <laughs> to them, and monthly subscriptions. So you need to be pretty sure about how many you're going to sell, and sort of making sure that you're pricing that accordingly to make sure that you're, what you're selling is profitable. Totally, which is where I would consider running a beta program first. I always do this with all of my new courses uh, where you can for very, very simply sign people up. They may even put the, the, you know, if you're doing the very first one and you haven't even got a shopping cart, you may even want to just have people putting money into your account. Set up something where you're running the weekly trainings on Zoom and you're recording it and uploading them to a Facebook group. You can do that for no cost. And if you've never done a program before, I totally suggest doing a beta program and getting some sort of feedback, getting a proof of concept before you spend the money into putting something together. Because I've seen way too many times people spending a lot of months, um, a lot of production costs to put something together and then have no one buy. I've seen it way too many times. Yeah, I totally agree, Sam. That's actually something I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm literally halfway through my first, you know, beta program. And in fact, I even went to, you know, I even was up front with the clients who are currently going through it and saying, hey, this is a pilot program, right? 
I'm going to be making a little bit of stuff up as I go along. I've got a sort of rough idea of the curriculum I want to teach because it's based on something else I'm already doing and it's already proven, right? But this is the first time I've run it as a group. You know, I'm going to be looking for your feedback as we go through it. I'm going to be, you know, we might go down certain rabbit holes based on what your questions are and doing the same thing, pre-recording on Zoom, also recording on Zoom, dropping it both into a Google Drive, which people can access long-term as well as a Facebook group that they're in. And, you know, we, we're sort of customising the program as we go. And what I'm looking for as I build this program, right, is what are the commonalities of questions, right? Mm. Where do they go? At which point do they go? So that when I build my program long-term and turn it into a, you know, a preset, you know, DIY course, people will know exactly and I'll have an idea about what the questions are when people get to certain stages, right? And I've got one halfway through right now. I'm, I'm literally launching my second program um, to start the first week in February as well and on fast-tracking someone's automation, right? So how do we build mm-hmm. the system? What do we put in? That sort of stuff, right? So, you know, bringing in a few clients for, for that program, which starts um, which starts next month. And I'll probably do, as you just suggested, I'm probably going to do that three or four times, maybe five times even, right, with, with groups of people just to get a sense of what people are asking, where they're at, what they need to know before I start packaging up as a sort of, you know, a preset thing. Yeah, totally, totally recommend that and super easy to do. You can even pre and again, you probably, I'm guessing, pre-sold that, Tim. I think that's the, the best way to go. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you come, <laughs> come up with a skeleton, you pre-sell that program and then you take them through um, on that, that beta mm. or pilot program. There we go. That's, that's it in a nutshell. Now you're online. Go forth and conquer. Love it. That is fantastic. So if you've really enjoyed this episode or you've got some value from it, please like our posts and share them with your network. What are we coming up with next week, Tim? I reckon this is going to be a cool one, all right? Um, We're going to talk about whether you should be podcasting in 2020 or not, all right? If if you've got a podcast, that's awesome. Um, If you don't, um, we're going to talk about that as well, whether you should continue, whether you should... uh, Right, because it is certainly is a commitment. Absolutely, it is, but very worthwhile. Tim, thank you so much for hanging out with me here for another Thursday. And awesome as always, Sam. I love it. To all our listeners, thanks for hanging out with us for another week, and we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. But before we go, have you joined us in the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook? If not, Jump over there right now and connect with other entrepreneurs who are also building and scaling their business. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.